Hello everyone, I'm Jace. And I'm Yiling. Welcome to another episode of our Freelance Creative Exchange where every episode we talk to different freelancers about freelancing as well as the gig economy. Yes, so today we have very special guests with us today. Uh, they are a duo called Paramercy who focuses on or specialise in a raw heart style uh, and they're made up of um, Paranoid and Swave. Right? Swift. <laughs> Swift Immersive. Yeah. Swift Immersive. Yeah. 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 It's time Swift for short, right? Yeah. Is it alright with you? Definitely, it's fine. Okay. It is actually quite interesting because um, if you look at our past episode plus today's um, sessions, right? This is the first time that we have DJs. That's true. That join us in the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, previously, it was all very things that we're a bit more familiar with in terms yeah. of, you know, filmmaking or copywriting or... Uh, uh, illustration designers and stuff so it's very interesting to have uh, the both of you here today with us so maybe you can yeah. tell us a little more about what you guys do okay yeah. firstly thanks for having us here you know it's yeah. such an honor yeah. to have pharmacy in your episode Welcome. okay so hi everyone okay i'm uh, dj paranoid and uh, half of pharmacy i'm a dj audio engineer avl tech crew dj instructor <laughs> event organizer and talent manager for After Dark Singapore and wow. as well as an event organizer for an event brand called Heart Ascension. And I'm Swift and Mercy. I do productions. I used to study aerospace avionics. Wow! But it kind of got sidetracked halfway. Okay. I was a guitarist from a band mm. and I transitioned to a DJ. In my actual job, I work as an AVL. Mm. But in Paramercy-wise, we perform together as a duo. Mm. Most of the time, I'll be on the decks mm. doing most technical stuff. Mm. Well, Paranoid is on the mic mm. and he's usually hyping the crowd. Right, right, right. So, we understand that um, your music direction is more like hard style. Do, do you think you can explain to us a bit more about what exactly does hard style means? You know, what kind of music you're more into compared to the other DJs? How do you differentiate yourself? Yeah, how is it different from the normal EDM that you hear out there? Yeah. Okay, because to us, right, uh, hard style is more than just a music genre. You know, mm. it's love. It's, mm. uh, every hard style party is special. You know, we will try to make every hard style party as special, as unique as possible. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's the dedication of the diehard fans that shows, you know, in the, during parties, you know, all that rara mm. stuff we do, all that left, right, crowd control things, you know, all that pincer. Mm. You know, so it, it's all about the love, you right. know. And we started off as uh, EDM DJs mm. and, you know, for a few years and then we think, you know, we wanted to try do something different mm. in, yeah. for the music scene, you see. Mm. So we won't be like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to step out of our comfort zone mm. and do something, some, something different. So Paramercy is for focuses more on hard style type of music. But yes. each individually, you are still DJs. In yes. your respective right, in that sense. So, so, how do you come upon your first ever gig? I mean, it's like, you know, I guess people will be interested to know, okay, so if I'm interested to be a DJ, so how do I how do I go about doing it? Yeah, because like there's no school that I go to, yeah, right? Do you step into clubs yeah. and like, hey, can I be a DJ? Or do I come <laughs> up to you and say, that, yeah. hey, you know, I got this talent, can you take me as your disciple? Well, there are how schools, there are, DJ, okay. there are schools specialised in providing DJ courses, oh, you know, okay. like uh, MODJ. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, Shoning, you know, just to name a few. Okay. And they do actually provide first-hand, uh, first-hand experience on the DJ setup, a mm. full DJ yeah. setup. Mm. Okay. Uh, trained by uh, talented turntablists, mm. you know, like DJ Rattle. Mm. He's a DMC champion. 
and uh, mm. DJ Shoning from Japan. He's mm. the, if I'm not wrong, it's a DMC number one for from New York, I think. Mm. So they're talented DJs, you know. But uh, yeah. this is just a stepping stone. You see, you mm. need to get the basic fundamentals right first, mm. and then you can go out and you know talk to real DJs mm. and you know see whether you can hitch up a gig. Right. Mm. You know, because for myself, I went mm. through almost the same journey as everybody else. You know, yeah. uh, started off to learn DJs on uh, to learn DJing on a software. Yeah. Mm. And slowly move on to CDs. Back mm. then, it's only has uh, C- CDs and mm. thumb drives. You know. Mm. Uh, so after that, then I move on to turntablism, uh, mm. using real vinyls and digital mm. vinyl system that uh, that links to a laptop. You know. Mm. Yeah. So from then on, uh, I I'm re- I'm ready to be a DJ, and then mm. I started off, you know, uh, talking to people like uh, like uh, former DJs, mm, active yeah. DJs, to mm. you know ask for tips and tricks on mm. how to hit, uh, get the gig, basically, mm. and you know at the same time we make mixtapes, you know maybe a thirty minute long, forty five minute one an hour long mixtape, post mm. it online, you know mm. get people interested, okay. and someone took notice of me and oh. actually called me up. You know, oh. and you know, do you want to try the gig? You know, I say, well, fine, why not, right? So I go, to, I went down, did an audition, yeah. and I got a job. Oh wow! So, <laughs> so you're very happy after that's your first ever gig. Yes, right? it's the first ever gig. Wow. It was a small, it's a small bar, you know. So I, I kind of start off, started off from there, and right. you know, slowly evolve yeah. into right. bigger clubs, right. and eventually, um, the after dark warehouse. Uh, in front of like mm, 500 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, so you, I heard that you started mm. on the same day as well. Yeah. Like your, your first gig or so, it's just coincidentally both of you. Yeah. So is it the same gig? Is the same gig? No, it's a no, different it's a gig. Same day, different gig. Was your journey of getting your first gig similar? To me, it was kind of tough. Uh, like, mm. for a shy Malay boy like me, and then like, <laughs> walking around in a industry where normally Malay shouldn't hang out. In. Oh, is that yeah. Okay. So it's like, I had to talk to a few people mm. of different atmospheres, of different backgrounds. Mm. So I had to step out of my zone mm. quite a lot. Mm. And at times it gets tiring. Mm. <laughs> I can imagine. But looking back, you know, is there certain things that you wish you could have do it better that time so that you can actually um, jump over the hurdle easier or actually... Something uh, that I wish that I could mm. have done better. Mm. Um... Like, Basically, mm. if I had talked more during my early days in mm. like school, mm. maybe I could have gotten along easier with a lot of people. Mm. <laughs> so do, do, do both of you think that this this job of DJing is not just, you know, when you go out and then you start performing or, you know, when you're making music, it's a lot um, of the actress scene of being involved in the scene and hanging out mm. with the scene. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, definitely, yes. Wow. You, you gotta, you know, uh, it's like, to be on stage, you have to mm. be. You have to know how it feels like to be on the floor. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just not there. <laughs> <laughs> because for uh, for me, right, you gotta look at things in different perspective. You see, mm. you can't just see see things in one direction. You gotta mm. see things in many different directions. So mm. you get a f- hang of you know how is it be like to mm. in the other person's shoes, yeah. and how is it. Uh, how how other people feel like it being in our shoes, you see. Mm, yeah. So mm. you get the you get that interaction mm, going. Yeah. Mm. So do you think it affects you like after being, um, you know, down in the in the crowd, 
do you think like being having the experience of going to different crowds help you make your music music better as well like yeah. actual experience when you're creating well, for me because the the path we chose hardstyle mm. is something different from uh, mm. everything else you yeah. see so mm. we will try to implement a few changes that relates to hardstyle mm. to mm. cater to the general crowd mm. <clears throat> so that we can get things going. Mm. <laughs> so are the club mainly local audiences that you're referring to or actually there's also international audiences that you're referring both. to? Definitely both. both. Yes, both. Okay. Because okay. you guys do quite a few international gigs as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Where mm. have you guys performed? What's um, the most Thailand, memorable? Malaysia, Japan, yeah, quite a few places. So you mentioned you're an event organiser. Have you ever met with a situation where the client hire you but doesn't like your style? Uh, we have a few, but not as an event organizer because for for us, event organizer, we mainly do is we pitch our proposal to the clubs, to mm. the venue, and you know, uh, we discuss and stuff like that. Mm. And basically, some of them they rejected us, mm. and some of them they allow us to do whatever we want. Mm. So, so yeah. the guys got you to got you in or hired you guys basically know what they're getting already. Yes, pretty much yes. Mm. Okay, mm. but as a DJ, has that ever happen like how do you actually um because it's a very live feedback it's very different i think from a lot mm. of the other freelancers that uh we work with a lot of other creators that we work with you actually get that live feedback mm. at that moment so uh you know a crowd is very important also so have you ever faced that situation where you're like you're not getting that response that you want from the crowd definitely yeah it mm. It's because we work daily, like mm. at night. Mm. At times, we have customers coming in who mm. don't prefer hard music, yeah. mm. prefer something milder. Mm. So if you work normally as a DJ, mm. you shouldn't be that, uh, the brand that you bring about. Mm. So what you do is you mix the things that is common to the crowd as well as your own thing mm. so that you can blend it together. So okay. basically, you got to cater to the crowd, you know, yeah. Yeah. because after all, they are the one paying for everything. <laughs> yeah, so you got to mm. feel it out and then say, okay, maybe you got to tone it down here a bit and then... Yeah, yes, definitely, yes. Some mm. of them, if they really, like, are feeling it, then you go a bit higher. Yeah, so we got to adapt to changes. So sometimes mm. we have to go open format, you know, mm. we have to mix multiple genres together in a set. Mm to cater to everybody, you know. Mm. We can't, of course, we can't cater to, we can't make everyone happy, mm. but we will try our best, you know, mm, yeah. as DJs, it's part mm. of our job. Mm. So you also uh, mingle with DJs from the other countries, right? So compared uh, between Singapore and, say, the DJ scene in other countries, do you think it's harder to get noticed in Singapore? For me, it's pretty much the same, actually, mm. you know. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's different, but the uh, Singapore market is very small because mm. we only have so many dance clubs, mm. you know, but other country mm. can be hundreds and thousands mm. of clubs, you know. So mm. for them, it's, it may be easier and harder because many clubs means more DJs, yeah. you know. So the yeah. supply and demand is a bit different from Singapore, you see. Yeah. So it's very hard to say which is different, mm. which is better, you know. Mm. So I would just, I would say it's pretty much the same, just that mm. uh, it's just different market. Mm. in different countries. Mm. 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 So for your, from your journey um, from a DJ, then eventually now, you know, you're come together as Paramacy and set your companies working together. So um, in the many roles that you all play, right, which one do you think is the most challenging uh, role that you need to overcome? Challenging role for me? As a, a Paramacy or as an event organiser? Uh, 
can either one of which them one, which yeah, one maybe yeah, it's the, the fact that you guys have to juggle yeah yes because for, for as an event organizer it's mm. hard to pitch to clubs that don't really accept uh, hard music you know because mm. uh, for them mostly they will rather stick to uh, mainstream music mm. you know mm. so we still we will, but we will continue to work hard mm. you know organize our own events and mm. then hopefully you know we can make a change mm. so how about Swift? what do you think are the hardest part of the many roles that you play and you need to be put a bit more effort to overcome it mm, to me is like during event day mm. so because mo- most of us will have to multitask a lot of things yeah and normally i will take the hit avl so okay like you will set up mm. sound check after mm. sound check perform as your your, your duo and mm. Maybe if you, our solo aliases are playing, mm. and after that, after everything is all over, you're like tired and you still need to <laughs> pull all the cables, coil. Yeah. Yeah. Pull back all the cables. Yeah. So, so it's like, not just a matter. I think I always, I always thought it was just like you just show up for the show and then you just do it. Oh, that's like for our own events. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our own yeah, events yeah, different, yeah. you know. We got to do everything right. from scratch. Right. So, speaking about that, right? Um, I know it's like a balance between, you know, wanting to do your own uh, music and mm. then having all this business side of it, like organizing your own event or, or organizing events for other, mm. um, for other clients as well or clubs. Which one do you think you prefer? Like, if you had a choice, would you just prefer to just focus on on your music, or is did you get into the event organizing because you liked it? You know, all the, the other stuff like teaching and so. For me, I would rather focus on making music. Yes, mm. for sure, yes. But, mm. uh, you know, it's it's hard at first, but as time goes by, we kind of get used to it. You know, we got to mm. juggle between organizing events and, you know, generating income and mm. then making music. Mm. You know, so I would say a little bit of here and there, you see. Mm. So, but I, after all, I would still prefer to focus just on music. Mm. 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 How about save yourself? Do you do you find yourself um, uh, liking to the other stuff more so, or just music? Other stuff? Oh, um, in terms of music production, I kind of enjoy doing it. Mm. I mean, like for example, yesterday I took the entire day off just to sit in the studio the entire night. So yeah. <laughs> nice. That must have been a great night. <laughs> a great night alone. And like, yeah, my own sound. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's, it's all because you all have a common passion, right? Passion for music and things like that. So how do you see Paramacy, um, you know, um, going to be going forward? What's your big plan for Paramacy, you know, in terms of the music part of it? Our ultimate, our plan is to release an EP as soon as possible, mm. you know. As a, as a duo? Yeah, as a duo, yeah. yes. Oh, wow, okay. And moving forward, we hope to play in you know more gigs in locally mm. and internationally mm. maybe you know mm. but for now we're just gonna work hard and mm. you know build a scene mm. push the music you mm. know and hopefully someday somehow we'll be there <laughs> i'm sure, I'm sure so be. on your journey there you know mm. can you share with us or is it like a bit of um hush hush what kind of projects are you guys working on right now currently we have two projects on hand now mm. Uh, we are working on me and Safe are working on it, uh, as well as my own projects as Paranoid. Mm-hmm. I have one on hand, mm. uh, sixty percent done. So mm. stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you you must let us know so we can actually let our audience know. As yes, well. of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Swiss also your EP when it's out you have to let us know. Mm, it's definitely out already. Oh, it's just so yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, okay. My EP so is out for Paramacy is not yet. Ah, okay, okay. So your for your EP right? How do you actually distribute it? My EP, I'm already signed to a label called in New Zealand called E4 Records. Oh wow! Okay. As okay. my solo name, it's okay. not not Paramusi. Okay. okay. It's like okay. so that I got one foot in and one foot out. When <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the case, right? Is there any conflict of interest? Mm. Um, when that happens, when you have your own solo act and then when you have yeah. your um, your your duo act as well, is I'm I'm not sure. Is there any is there any cases or any chance of a uh, conflict of interest? Yes and no because. Mm. For Paranoid, it's more to uh, freestyle. Mm. So, and for Paranoid, it's focusedly mainly on raw hard style. Mm. So, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm. So, when you guys... Uh, do you guys have trouble differentiating then your individual styles along with your your duo style, Paranoid style? Not really. Uh, if anything mm. else, it gives us a wider view. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right. Yeah, because now you get the chance to play in both different types of genres, basically. Yeah, yes. I mean, no matter what, it's still hard style. We kind of enjoy it, so yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's it's so. By the way, uh, the hard style. I know just now you were mentioning, it's it's, my impression of it is that it's not, just purely music. It is about the experience of being, mm. in the club itself, the performance itself. And then, the the how the people perceive it and the actual movements of everybody in the club, not only the DJs but that, the audience as well. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. As I mentioned, you know, hardstyle is more than just the music genre to us. Mm, mm. It's more of the interaction between the DJs and the crowd mm. and the the love from the diehard fans. Mm. You know, because. Uh, festivals such as like Defcon One, uh, Climax, mm. you know, they have wonderful shows, mm. light shows, fireworks, and mm. stuff like that. So it makes the whole hardstyle experience beautiful, mm. intensifying mm. the festival experience mm. that you would never get anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, it's not just like just listen music and just bobbing your head, just jumping up and down, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> somewhat different feeling when you're actually like in an EDM festival and a mm. hardstyle festival. Mm. When you're in a hardstyle festival, you kind of feel that bond between the stage and the, the crowd kind of ah. thing. It's like for EDM, all you ever hear is just people just shouting and shouting. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like no offense, it's just I, I feel that there's that chemistry going on. It's a very different experience yeah. Yeah. altogether. I'm just wondering, right? I mean, it's like having many years as DJ, right? So, and you know, DJ usually um, you kind of work at night and then during the day you probably take a nap or take a rest. So, how is your family very supportive of you in this um, yeah. in this role? You know, um, or does it? Do you have to spend a lot of time convincing your family that this is your passion? This is what you like to do. Okay, from the start, my mom disapproved it. You know, she, she mm. said, "Come on, get a real job. Come on, you know, you can't do this full time." This is a job. This is a job. Yeah, but you know, as time goes by, you know, mm. she'd be like, "You know, you're doing okay, man. You know." So I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, this is what I choose." Mm. So, I decided to go with it. Mm. And then, of course, you know, we have we have to do some sideline jobs mm. as well to sustain our income. Yeah. And eventually, you know, we, we it's, it's hard to juggle at first, you know, the date, between the daytime and the mm. nighttime because yeah. uh, we have irregular sleeps, irregular mm. meals. 
but you, you get a hang of it over time, you see, because we have been doing this for like many years. Mm. How about Sue? Did you, did you get any, what was the feedback from your family? Feedback from my family, yeah, yeah definitely they wouldn't accept it at first. Yeah. Mm. I'll be like, uh, what, what are you doing in a club? <laughs> so how do you convince them? Like, how, how did I they, convince them? How did they come about accepting you know, this DJ as a proper job. Because at first, like I said, I was a band guitarist. Mm. So like music was my thing. Mm. And I told them this is how I like it to be. I mean, mm. I wouldn't want to spend my days working in a garage, sweating and... It's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so uh, that that's definitely not what I can do till I'm old. My, my bones will probably fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after some time, I steadily showed the amount of salary that I brought in mm. and they seem to be steady with it so yeah so they they took it after time when right. do you think was the turning point when mm. it was really like here's my paycheck <laughs> or do you know like after a while they, it's more of a feeling of oh you can take care of yourself that kind of thing you, was there any particular turning point mm. where you where you suddenly realise hey your family starts has started to accept your career choice for me, it was exactly a year after NS. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly a year. a year after NS. That's yeah. not long. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, like, <laughs> like after after NS, they they see that I could handle my my own mm. and like mm. I went back into the music industry and then she was mm. like, "Are you sure?" And yeah, then mm. I brought back a decent amount of pay and they are mm. fine with it. So yeah, it's like, so, to so me, so as long as they don't complain, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so actually, they're still quite supportive like, of whatever that you chose, right, at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. After I make a new track, I always show it to my mom, my dad, mm. even though they sometimes don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do they still, do they still um, question you about your choices now? Or is it, nah, it's okay. I don't know, because my, my parents still ask me about it. <laughs> Everyone still about My neighbours still ask me, you know, uh, eh, today you are on MC or you are on leave, you know, because they, they cannot <laughs> accept that we were actually at home, you know, like 12pm, that kind of timing, or, you know. Oh, because yeah. to me, it's like, it's not always about the money. What, mm. what I mean, to me, what means, what, what to me is like, what makes you happy, you mm. know, because money comes by happiness. So, yeah. as long as you are happy doing what you love, Mm. I think it's okay, you know, mm. you see. Mm. Yeah, that's my point of view. Yeah. But you're doing very well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that, but as long as I'm happy, so, right, you know, right. money isn't everything. Yeah. I mean, you need it, but it's not everything. Mm. But I'm, I'm glad that I have, I, I'm doing something that I love mm. and I'm happy, I'm happy doing it. So, yeah. that, that is all that matters. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think that's very important, especially to a lot of the creative, right? Um, because I think a lot of them has to face a point in time where they have to decide should they continue to pursue their passion or should they actually take out a full-time job, right? Convert into a full-time employee, you know, and then get regular paycheck. I think this is a constant struggle that a mm. lot of the local, I would say Singapore freelance creative actually face. So yeah. glad to hear that you have overcome your challenges. Yeah. But in terms of the business aspect of, um, I would say, DJC in Singapore, right? Do you see it ballooning in the next couple of years? Or um, is, is there any changes that you think you will see in the local DJC? It really depends on what direction you are going, you know, mm. because uh, some of the DJs who are, who are active DJs, they only do it uh, in the bedroom. So mm. they are bedroom DJs, they are 
club DJs, you know. So in club DJ aspect, I can see that, you know, a lot of new DJs are coming up, mm. you know, so it's kind of like a challenge, but as well as motivation, you know, to work harder, mm. you see. Mm. So, but what I feel that every DJ must have is a branding for themselves. So, mm. you know, when you're on stage, the crowd was like, okay, this guy is, mm. you know, what is he going to play, you know, mm. instead of this guy come out, like, what is he, who is he, what is he going to play, you know, that mm. kind of thing. Mm. So, branding for a DJ is very, very important. This mm. is what every new DJ should know. How would you propose you do that? Or how do you mm. guys do it for yourself, you know, because I see you guys have done it very well for yourself, both as solo acts as well as yeah. yeah. Okay, from the start, we have some struggles because we have to cater to the mainstream crowd, mm. you know. Slowly, we got to adapt to a certain style that we love and then to implement it to cater to the mainstream crowd, mm. you know. So, for the first few years, it's kind of like a struggle for us. And then slowly, you know, the crowd get, we, we get the crowd to accept it and then eventually they love it. Mm. Yeah. So, that's, that's our ultimate goal for, for everyone, you see. Mm is to get mm. everyone, you know, to get our audiences to interact and uh, with, with us mm. in hardstyle music. Mm. So is it a lot of on-the-ground kind of branding? Like, actually, like you said, you guys have to interact with the crowd mm. themselves, right? I mean, off when you're off stage, it's a bit about being in the scene and actually meeting the people who are listening to your music. Is it more of that or do you guys go into social media a lot? You know, do you guys... Uh, uh, like you mentioned so you put a lot of your works online mm. you know so how how important is is each factor in terms of branding I would say both because uh, some of them they might hurt your mix somewhere mm. but they haven't attended a hardstyle gig or mm. the gigs that we mm. play in mm. so to us is we try to influence as in many platforms as possible mm. to to reach out to more people so mm. that to encourage them to come to our events mm. or the, the gigs that we perform in to mm. experience the hostile experience. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, oh, sorry. No, I was just wondering, so Swift, you mentioned um, that you were also represented by a New Zealand um, record label. So how how did they found you? How, how, did, how did you, you know, manage to, to actually get their attention and get them to, you know, sign you as, as a as artists under Delhi? It was pretty simple. Actually, I found them. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Like, at first, I was like thinking maybe I should give it a try, a label. I mean, mm. I've never actually joined a label before mm. and I don't know how these contracts work. Mm. And then, uh, apparently, they were looking for more hardstyle artists. Mm. After that, I went up to them and was like, uh, would you be like be interested to like sign my track? Mm. And it turned out to be like, uh, yeah, we'll be interested to sign your track. How about we sign you as an artist instead? Oh, okay. Then, wait, wait. Yeah, so when you say you went up to them, how did you, how did you actually do that? You know what's. Oh, uh, we have this group called Hardstyle SG. Mm. Uh -huh. Yeah. Apparently, one of them posted a post inside, mm. like he said, like, uh, we are now recruiting Hardstyle artists. Mm. Yeah, okay. and then. We're like admins inside that group, so we are one of the founders of the group. Oh, the community okay. is more mainly like community for hardstyle lovers right. from Singapore and you know, expats mm. and people around Southeast Asia wow. to join us as mm. we, you know, we actively share posts, hardstyle related posts and mm. news, you know, locally, regionally and internationally, mm. so that you know we can have more a more a larger hardstyle reach. Mm. So does that consider as engagement with your audiences as yes. well? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
So you also mentioned that you actually are a talent management, uh, talent talent agency in in that sense, right? So you manage talent as well. So how yes. do you look for those talent in the first place? Okay. Uh, for after dark agency, mm. we tend to recruit DJs mm. to sign under after dark, mm. so that we can help promote and mm. push them to perform in places and gigs, mm. you know, locally, regionally. Mm. And for my role is, I will get them to send a demo, mm. unpublished demo to me, mm. to myself, and I will mm. go through them myself, and I will select a few of them, mm. which I think that is, is commentable, mm. and I will, I will send them to the after dark director mm. personally, mm. and he will vet through it one by one. So mm. if he thinks that they are good, a contract will be offered to them mm. or we might consider them the, as, a, as an artist in our lineup for our future mm. events. Mm. Mm. So, but just now you mentioned also the audience's reaction because you all deal with them, you know, live, right? So their reaction is very obvious and all this. So for those newcomers, right, if they have no name, no reputation, then how how easy it is to actually put them on stage that people would want to interact with them? Yeah, can you just like, okay, this yeah. is a new person and will the crowd accept them easily or... Is it like a gamble when you do that? Yeah. Um, I would say a little bit of both because if we decide to sign someone, we will mm. have an announcement in our official Facebook page mm. as well as in different groups, in different mm. hostile groups to show that, you know, After Dark has signed this person as a DJ, as an MC, mm. you know, and maybe we will publish their demos online mm. so that our, the audiences and the people can have a slight taste of mm. what's the direction, what's the music mm. direction the artist is like, you know, mm. be it like a raw hard style, a euphoric hard style, or mm. hard trap, you know. Mm. So we, we can, we will, we will announce them, you know, mm. to so that the people will have a better idea of what the artist is going to be like. We always mm. welcome fresh talents. So, you know, anyone interested, you can drop mm. me an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but you also mentioned, right, they should actually have a demo set, right? Yes. So anybody who are interested, right, to come to your first, they must have a demo, right? They must prove to you that they can do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah so definitely. the first step is actually to have a demo, right? Mm. And then after that, coming up to you to actually ask for advice and how can it be a better uh, DJ in that sense, lah. Yeah. I'm just curious, right? So, um, so in terms of um, because you all wear so many hats, right? So, which of the role that actually bring you the greatest in that sense, uh, greatest uh, so called money in that sense, right? Which one pay you the most? Which one has the most salary? Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Which one has most? Which one pay you? The, the majority, 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 yeah. majority of your bills. So bills. is it being <laughs> an event organizer pay more of your bill or being a talent managers pay more of your bill or even like, you know, becoming your own EP? Does that, you know, which one actually now, um, you know, help you to actually make more money in that sense? For me, is DJing is one. Okay. As well as uh, a, being an AVL crew, you know, because okay. I operate lights and sound. <laughs> Mm, for for any events, like, yes. In that sense, mm. yeah. How about Swift? For me, yeah, the mm. same as him because mm. I, we both work as DJs and mm. else, like mm. our full time job. So we will swap mm. roles, mm. you know. <laughs> also, sometimes like for your gig, he's doing the technical side, and then on on your gig, he's doing the technical side, the EVL side and stuff. Is no, that no, how it um, goes? not that 
terms. Oh. Not in that sense. <laughs> we, we both work in different clubs, you see. Oh, okay. And yeah. if, if, for example, Zook hired us to play for their event, it'll yeah. be a bit weird for me to do the EVR for them. <laughs> <laughs> they already have their technical crew. <laughs> <laughs> Right, great. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Right, I think our audiences will probably have a better idea, right, if they are interested to become a DJ, you know, where do they go to, who, they, who should they talk to. But before we actually wrap it up, I just have one last uh, question that I would like to, that we ask, um, you know, every um, guest who come to our podcast is that if you have one piece of advice, to give to your younger self, what would that be? Don't have to answer straight away. You can, you can think, think about it, right? Yourself. Yeah. So, one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be? I would say, uh, set a goal for yourself. Mm. Uh, discover new opportunities as you go, and it's life is all about choices. So mm. make your choice right. Mm. That's great. For my younger self. Mm, to your younger self. Not too far away. How <laughs> recent <laughs> <laughs> is it? Or when you're first starting out. Yeah, or when you're first starting out. Yeah. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. And please break out with that girlfriend of yours. It's <laughs> 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 deep. It's deep. Yeah, deep. Because you want to focus on building your career, right? You yeah. don't want to be distracted. <laughs> Technically, yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard that, to find like right. a significant other yeah. that actually supports you. Yeah, yeah, very, very different um, hours as yeah. well, right? You guys yeah. work at night a yeah. lot. And then yeah. home. But it's now they like... have each other. La. <laughs> <laughs> now they all follow each other. We, we do get a lot of these sort of questions, you know, like, when are you going to marry Sway? Yeah. You know? Is your parent worry? No. <laughs> parent worry about that? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weird questions. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know, really, I think it's never give up. I think this is one thing, right? Because uh, if you, ha- I mean, if you really truly believe in your passion, mm. right, then you know you really have to show people. I mean, just like how you do overcome it, right, with your family members convincing everybody that mm. hey, this is a business after all. It's a proper job, right? It's not like what people who always think that hey, you know, they're just having fun, they're drinking, they're just getting themselves drunk, you know, things like that. But it's a proper job and people are enjoying it. It's experience, right? You're selling yes. experience to people and make mm. people happy, most importantly. Yes. Of course, make yourself happy. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, that, that also matters, you know. You, first thing is, you got to be happy in what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. You know, because I, I don't really want to work a, be a high-paying job. I don't really want to work a job for the rest of my life, you know. Mm be feeling down you know it's just another day mm. passing you're just gonna you know. regret uh, yeah you know day-to-day. at least you're doing something that you love mm. and you're happy doing it you know I think that, that's all that matters you, yeah. see, you see and actually it's, it's very um, heartening also to see uh, two friends who are able to work very well together and actually come out to do a duo I, I don't think we have I mean I'm sure we have um, friends who came out to do mm. their own businesses mm. also together um but it's it's great that you two actually come out as a you know brand together. It's the duo, you know. It's quite rare actually yeah. to see and that happen. I think it's a differentiating brand, right? You have a very strong branding, so when people look at you, they know what you stand for. Mm. That is actually very important. You have a unique voice in a very competitive market. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So with this, thank you so much. Thank you, Swift. Thank you. Thank you, Paramus. Thank you, James. No problem. Thanks for having us. Such an honor. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of our Freelance Creative Exchange. If you have liked this episode, please go ahead and click the like button or comment in the comment section below. Subscribe. All right. Till then, have an awesome week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.